Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You are listening to the Hiking Radio Network, where we talk the walk with shows by hikers about hikers for everybody. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me through the wilderness and woods to where the winds are blowing free. Through the darkness of the night, heading toward the morning. Welcome to the Jester Section Hiker Podcast with the spotlight on section hikers. And I'll spread the word, and you beat the drum. We'll round up the troops and get the gang to come. And we'll leave the streets and these neighborhoods, head over the river. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Jester Section Hiker Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jester Gayhart, and you guys, uh, I am on fire this weekend. Um, I am excited for this show. My guest today, Sean Knights, he and I have been chatting for about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, we are on fire to chat with you about the Appalachian Trail, and it looks like uh, the chat is on fire. So uh, we have several individuals in the chat. Looks like we got my co-host, Side Trail Adventures, Austin. Welcome back from the Mountains of Sea Trail. Uh, we've got Skunk Ape. What is happening, Skunk Ape? I hope you guys had a good time down there at HangCon. And we've got a few more. It's gold so fast, you guys. We got Boots on the Trail in the chat. Ina, what's happening, lady? Uh, yeah, we got several people in the chat. And I wanted to start off um, the episode with an email that I got from a listener this is the positive impact season. And you guys, this email uh, warmed my heart when I saw this. Um, it says, hey, Jester, I love the theme of the season. And it's great to have you back podcasting. I am a trail runner and also a section hiker. I, I like the majority of the longtime outside community, are thrilled to see so many new people using our state and national parks but also upset by the amount of litter that is left in our parks. I always made it a habit of picking up trash and shoving it in my trash pocket on my running vest, but this year I have made a commitment to take the trash pickup to the next level by putting larger trash bags in my running and hiking setups. I am so glad I started that as someone had left a dirty diaper next to the trail. We've all seen that. Having a larger bag allowed me to pick up without touching it, thank goodness, tie the bag off and finish my run and take it home and put it in my trash can. I also picked up a car oil plastic container that someone dumped in my state park as well. So Ben Shaw, thank you for reaching out. Thank you for sending that email and thank you for making a positive impact where you are. We truly appreciate it. And you guys continue to send me emails if you are making a positive impact in your area. I would love to hear from you. I'm going to read the emails on the show. Um, you can reach out to me at jester at jestersectionhiker.com. And let's continue um, to clean up our public lands. And speaking of cleanups, y'all like that segue there? Um, Austin, who is in the chat, he and I are going to be joining Benny, who was on um, a couple episodes ago with Responsible Stewardship on April 22nd, Earth Day. Mark your calendars, April 22nd, 2023, which is Earth Day. It is a Saturday. Austin and I are going to be going to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and he and I are going to be... Uh, 
all day cleaning our section, the northern end of the park on the North Carolina side, uh, wherever we're assigned. And we would love, love, love for you all to join us um, that day. It is, I think we're going to start at like 10 in the morning and go until three or four in the afternoon. So mark your calendars, April 22nd, we will be there. And another exciting thing has happened, you guys, since the last time we recorded. Um, again, Austin and I, we are going to be going to the Alda Gathering, which is going to be October. And I know Ina is going to be happy about this one. October 6th through the 9th. Uh, 2023, we are going to be featuring the I Am The MST uh, documentary series. We are going to be showing that on Saturday, October the 7th. So mark your calendars. I see Ina already in the chat. Yay! Um, We will be at the gathering. We are going to be showing our uh, documentary titled I Am The MST. And you guys, we are pumped. So those are two major events um, where you can join us. You can come hang out. Alda, you guys, the Appalachian Long Distance Hikers Association. Hikers Association um, is an amazing weekend. And everybody, yes, uh, I just see in the chat, it is going to be in Abingdon, Virginia, um, not far from the Appalachian Trail. It is an amazing weekend of workshops, hikers, hanging out. Um, There will be uh, booths, speakers, you're not going to be bored. So look it up. And I'm going to tell you, it is a whopping $10 to join Alda. So all you hikers out there, this is the Appalachian Long Distance Hikers Association, East Coast, $10 to join. You should do that. So two dates, mark them down. It will also be in the show notes uh, so you can gather that information. And I am looking for guests. So today you guys are going to meet a gentleman by the name of Sean, who's going to be joining me here in a minute. And he is going to talk to us all about, he has not section height yet, but part of his, what he wants to do in his life, the positive impact he wants to create for himself, he wants to start section hiking the AT. And I am looking for more people who have a dream of section hiking, any long distance trail or the Appalachian Trail to come on the show and let's chat about it. Or maybe you want to hike a section um, that maybe you live in Georgia and you want to hike the 100 mile wilderness for your section and you want help planning it out. You want help about hostels, shuttle drivers, how to get through the 100 mile wilderness. And I want to have some people come on and let's actually plan your hike on the show. I think that would be a lot of fun. So a lot of people ask all the time, how do I get through the whites? How do I go through the hundred mile wilderness? How do I slack pack Georgia? How in the world do I go through the Smokies? So you guys reach out to me, let me know. I'm going to have you on the show. And then what I want to do, which is what we're going to do with my guests today, we'll have you on, we'll help plan your hike And then we'll have you back on after you go on your section hike. We'll see how things worked. We'll see how things went and go from there. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. You guys, I got to calm down. I'm like really pumped. Um, You could tell I got my Klingman's Dome shirt on. I have like all of a sudden I am fired up for the Appalachian Trail. Ever since uh, we went to our Woods Hole weekend uh, back in October, ever since I had my foot surgery, and most of you know, um, I completed the AT for the first time in 2017. It took me 12 years, but in the midst of all of that, I started hiking it again, and you guys, I am pumped to get out there and finish my second section hike, and I think if all goes according to plan, I'm getting ready to reach a certain age. I'm getting ready to turn 50 and I want to complete the AT for the second time. I want to be on Katahdin in the year of my 50. So I'm putting it out to the universe. You guys got to help me. You got to pump me up. You got to keep me motivated. Um, I'm going to finish on Katahdin this time if all goes well. Um, and uh, we're, we're going for it. Why not? 
Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. So that is a wrap for what I have for you guys here as an intro. I'm excited and pumped for my guest that I have. And I'm going to go over and swap the screen here and introduce you guys to, I'm going to get this right. So please welcome to the show, Mr. Sean Knight. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's awesome to be here. Thank you. <laughs> and you guys are like, who's Sean? So you guys, Sean is a longtime listener of the podcast, uh, the various podcasts on the Hiking Radio Network. And I met Sean for the first time at our Woods Hole weekend um, this past October. And Sean surprised me in a lot of ways. And the first thing Sean surprised me on what we do when we go to Woods or uh, when we do our weekend, we meet at Weary Feet Hostel and everybody meets and we kind of gather our gear and we do like a two mile hike up to Dismal Falls. For those of you that are familiar with that area, we hang out, we spend the night, we come back. And during that time, Sean proceeded to tell me, what did you tell me, Sean? That was my first night on the AT and it just blew my mind that I was getting to do it with, uh, the ra- the hiking radio network it was i it was just surreal for me um for unbelievable that. so here you were you're out with you know skunk ape mighty blue uh spielberg was running up and down the trail with a camera and we're all hanging out and i remember specifically um you're a hammocker so skunk ape will be happy about that but before we get into that experience, Sean, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's go back. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you interested in saying yes or what lit your fire? Because y'all, I'm fired up. Put fire in the chat. What lit your fire to say, yes, 2023 is my year. I'm going to start section hiking. I've been saying for I'd say a couple decades that I wanted to through hike the AT and but it was always something that it was like yeah I threw it out there something I want to do but there was no uh, action behind it and uh, in 2020 January 2020 Saturday morning my wife and I uh, woke up and uh, turned on the TV turned on YouTube and I was like oh I wonder if there's any uh, um YouTube videos on the AT, which now sounds like a dumb statement to make. But no, um, no. <laughs> I came across um, a through hike on, it was uh, Evan's Backpacking Videos was was the name of the uh, person. And he did a just a highlight of his entire hike. It was either 2018 or 2019. And by the end of that video, I was ready to run out the door. I was just so excited and pumped up about wanting to do this. I'd done a few hikes on my own, you know, just day hikes on my own. And and I knew that I really enjoyed doing that, but I hadn't gotten to the point where I had done any overnights or backpacking. So from there, I started getting into the, uh, the whole um, planning out. And the first thing I did was got online, started uh, looking for podcasts, um, the uh, podcast that really helped me out a lot was uh, Mighty Blues podcast. Um, I did also Trust the Trail. That's another podcast I really appreciated when it was going on. And then yours, uh, I started listening. So you get you had just started your podcast. So um, I didn't have to. Um, man, work, you came on during hard. COVID, man. That was, that was, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to work too hard to get caught up on your show, but, um, I was able to go back and listen to all these shows and I was just so encouraged and, uh, excited to see, Hey, I can do this. And just hearing all these different people and different parts of their life. And, you know, they have different, um, things that, keep them from being able to do certain things, but they're still able to get out there and fulfill this dream that they have. And it was just really encouraging to hear all them and think to yourself, okay, Sean, you can do this too. You just need to start working on it. So, you know, I slowly, I'm one of those people that before I buy something, I will uh, do some research. And so I did that. Um, 
And my first year, I did some car camping with uh, some hikes during the day. Um, then the next year... And where I, are you at? Tell everybody where you're at. I am near Rochester, New York. So okay. I'm just south of there. I actually live at the north end of Canisius Lake. It's one of the Finger Lakes. Um, and about an hour from me is a number of trailheads to the Finger Lakes Trail or the North Country Trail. So um, I started using different parts of that trail to um, get me out there. Uh, the only... The only time I've ever been on the trail, besides on the AT with you guys, it's always been alone. I've always hiked alone, slept out in the woods alone. Um, the first night in a shelter alone, there's nobody else around. And, um, you know, you get through that anxiety of doing that and you realize, hey, there's not, you know, this isn't bad. I, I actually, I really enjoy this. And um, so I, I've been working through that throughout these last few years and then got to get out to the Woods Hole Hostel last October and by well, the end of the week you oh go ahead go ahead by the end of the weekend it's like okay I got to come up with an actual date plan I got to get going on this and um decide what I want to do so so tell everybody okay so the hiking radio network back in 2020 started uh, what we call the Woods Hole Hostel Weekend. And basically, it's a weekend where we get together section hikers and, uh, well, I should say future section hikers and future through hikers that are interested specifically in hiking the Appalachian Trail. And it's just a small group. There's 15 to 20 of us. And, I mean, we chat all things hiking for four days. I mean, it's all access pass to all things Appalachian Trail in all types of varieties from through hiking to section hiking to day hiking to glamping to tenting to hammocking and all the above. So let's start there, Sean. You started to bring that up. What led you to feeling like you wanted to go that weekend? And I know you and I had a conversation at Woods Hole mm -hmm. that your wife encouraged you to do so. Yeah. Um I've been in a position for work and in my life where I've actually been to hundreds of different kinds of conferences. And so that scares me. That scares me, Sean. <laughs> so one thing that you learn when both as attendee and as part of running these things. And what I found is that the big and flashy conferences are great, but the ones that really seem to make a larger impact are actually the smaller, more intimate um, get-togethers. And so when I heard about it um, on Mighty Blue's podcast and I started looking into it um, and I talked to my wife and I was like, hey, this is happening. And I didn't think, I know that some people probably thought the mo monetary amount was high, but I thought, I would pay twice this much myself, even before I even went. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's because of my understanding of these types of events. And I was like, okay, this, this is something that I know is going to help, is going to be impactful. I need to get to it. Um, I mentioned to my wife and she was like, there's no, I mean, there was no question to her, you're going. Um so I started putting it into plan, you know, into my plans as far as taking off work and getting down there for that. And it was a really um, impactful weekend, um, you know, first night, getting to spend it with uh, everybody out on the trail. Get to yeah, have talk about that first night, because Sean, you guys, I apologized to Sean before we even got out here. Um, because I was on the struggle bus nation. I'm telling you right now, I have never struggled so much to get up to Dismal Falls because that was before I had my foot surgery. Uh, so Sean, you better watch out now, but how was that? How was that for you? That hike, that camaraderie, um, going up there that first night? Well, yeah, I, I showed up there, drove up over the hill and I see, uh, Mighty Blue and, and Skunk Ape there sitting in a chair doing an interview for the podcast as I'm pulling in. And 
I get up, get out, and I think you're the first person I interacted with. I don't remember. And then um, we went, we did our thing, and then we got all packed up and headed out. And as soon as we got up over that hill and we actually hit the trail, I was all choked up. I was like, I can't believe I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm going to, um, you know, this this has been something I've wanted to do now really for quite a while, but just at this level for a couple of years, just the desire being so great. And then getting to just, I was watching everybody is what it was. You know, what are they doing? How? Well, are, I hope you weren't how, watching me, Sean. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching everyone just seeing, okay, how are they? How is everybody doing this and watching Austin and thinking that guy's a beast doing what he's doing that whole weekend. But um, the just seeing people set up their uh, gear um, and then watching me, you know, paying attention to what I was doing as well. Okay. How does it compare to what they're doing? Um, And just sitting there and what can I, what can I see that, is going to help me on my hike that is going to um, make me understand that these are different things that I can do. Um, And so I, I did that getting to meet the different people at that, you know, you're going to spend, you're going to be overnight with people. You get to talk to them, you know, a little bit more uh, personally. And that was just, it was just really great. It was really awesome. Um, And then just waking up the next morning I felt really rested because I slept in a hammock, but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just knowing that, okay, this is just the start of this weekend and this is going to be great. Excellent. So now that we are, and there are several questions in the chat that are coming through Sean, <laughs> and I want to get to those, um, Right after I ask you this, so now we are about four months removed from that weekend. Is the fire still in your belly? Are you still fired up? Where mm-hmm. are you now? And what was maybe one of the major things you took away? Um, before I even went to the um, to the weekend, I'd already decided that I had to start section hiking. Um, I can't get off work for six months and and do a through hike, no matter how much I want to. And I don't want to wait until I retire to do that. So, um, but that weekend I was looking at different things and it's like, okay, how is, how is what these people are telling me going to help in what way the, the most? And there was a lot of review, um, the Hiking Radio Network is actually very good. If you go through and listen to all the past podcasts, they've covered so much. So a lot of it was review because I have um, listened to the podcast. But just to um, solidify a lot of those points um, before you head out onto the trail, to um, hearing you you know, give suggestion of, hey, you can drive to uh, – um, a hostel and somebody you could take a shuttle down the you know down the trail and you can walk back to your car you know things like that that I just never thought about um you know I all I thought was okay my wife is stuck taking me now now I've learned that my <laughs> wife my wife wants to take me but That's um, awesome. I, I felt you know oh man I'm gonna have to make her drive all this way um, to drop me off, then drive all the way back home, you know, by herself. But, um, yeah, that's to come out of that feeling encouraged by you guys, as well as then getting home, feeling encouraged by my wife has been a huge, um, springboard into, uh, going into this next year. So, so let's tell everybody what you're doing. So your first Boots on the ground, so to speak, Mm -hmm. was in October, and uh, we were in the Virginia area, and we went to Dismal Falls. Then we spent the rest of the weekend at Woods Hole Hostel outside Mm -hmm. of uh, Parisburg, Virginia. But you live in upstate New York, Mm -hmm. and the section you have chosen, tell us the section and when you're going. Um, 
around June 6th, June 7th is when I'm going to start and I want to hike for 10 days. And I want to try to get from Snickers Gap to Duncan in Pennsylvania. Um, it's a pretty big um, chunk of it in 10 days, considering I'm only section hiking. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, he's starting on the Appalachian Trail in an area called the Roller Coaster, uh, which is known for, I think it's 13 to 16, just up and down, up and down, no views. So Sean is kicking this off right. <laughs> he's not letting anything bother him. Um, and you're going to go through the beautiful part of Pennsylvania down into Duncannon and um, awesome. So you're pumped. You're looking forward to this. Yes. And once you do that, I'm going to have you back on because <laughs> we all want to follow up and we want to know um, how things went, what worked, what didn't work. But we've got some great questions in the chat. And uh, Ina wants to know, she says, Sean, what's your big three for gear? So let's just say, once you go sleep in, your backpack, um, I forgot what the big three were. So whatever you think they are, Sean, just tell us. <laughs> okay. I I have a Gregory Boldero, a 65 liter uh, backpack uh, at Woods Hole. I had the brain on it. And since then I took the brain off. Um, the reason I went with that pack, I actually went to REI, I got fitted. And I tried that, a couple other ones, and I just liked how it how it felt on my back as far as balance. Um, and I had my gear for the woods whole weekend. I had my gear in, in a way that it was very balanced. It didn't even feel like to me like I was wearing anything. And I had more gear in there, in there than I needed. I still have some things I need to throw in, but um, it's just it's, it's a very comfortable pack for me. Uh, my tent is uh not a tent it's a lawson uh, blue ridge hammock and uh it's a bridge style hammock so um it's and what does I, that mean for the people um it's more like a lay flat style it doesn't uh keep you know hold you like a, a banana i know that you can uh sleep in in uh in hammocks at an angle and, and lay more flat but um i kind of like that you know, feeling like you're, it's a little more open. Uh, the system I have, it has a rain fly that goes directly on the hammock itself. So when you have that all together, um, it's actually quite warm uh, with the underquilt. And then I have a second, I've added a rain fly that goes way up higher, a tarp system that helps give you a little bit more privacy as well as um, it's something I can put up. Um, and then be able to hang my hammock and stuff out of the rain uh, if it's raining. I saw that at Dismal Falls. I was like, man, does Darth Vader live up underneath here? Or what is going on? It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I did a couple of things on for with that tarp system that uh, makes it so I can put it up pretty quick. Um, and then I can take my time getting my hammock and stuff up. But um the big thing that I felt was I needed to make sure that I was going to get a good night's sleep right off the top. I wasn't going to have to get used to um, sleeping on the ground um, and dealing with that. Um, I, As long as I have two trees, I'm good. Now, I can also set that up like a tent. It will set up, and I can utilize it like a tent if I need to. So um, that's the other reason why I chose that model. Um, I get get somewhere there's no trees around i can't really get it hung up you know i don't have a i'm not going to be taking a sleeping pad with me but um the time of the year i'm going uh i think i'll i'll live yeah you're going in the summer you're going to be warm yeah so and then quite warm my sleeping bag i have a big agnes uh mummy bag and uh you're not gonna need that thing either no well you're it's only be- <laughs> a 40 degree it's a 40 degree oh, that's, that's good um but I'm contemplating the idea of getting a liner and taking only the liner and not the sleeping bag. Uh, just because I know that if I take my underquilt for my hammock, then uh, that's the part that gets cold first in the hammock is what's underneath you. So um, I'm contemplating that idea and that'll reduce some of the bulk in my pack. My sleeping bag is only, you know, a pound and a half. So, you know, 
it's the most I'm going to do is, you know, maybe take another pound off, but uh, it's just an option that I'm considering. And you know what, Sean, once you're out there five days, it's only going to take you five days to figure out, okay, I should have brought this. I shouldn't have brought this. It may only take you one night to figure out, you know, your gear and this is going to work and I don't need this, your food, food usually takes um, a couple days because you got to let things kind of settle in what works, what doesn't. Um, so I think you're well on your way, uh, to a successful section hike with what you've bought and it'll all work out. Um, and you've been out in it. So Mm -hmm. it's not like mighty blue who just threw everything in his pack and started hiking. So, yeah, (laughs) and people do that too. But, um, Alonda has a question. Um, she says, what is motivating you the most to plan a section hike? Um, the idea in life that I can conquer something in some ways, um, not necessarily I feel this uh, need to conquer something. It's more um, I enjoy doing this and let's put a, a goal out there in what I enjoy um, to overcome. And so I love the idea of getting out there and, and getting through each section being able to enjoy the trail, but at the same time, um, knowing that I'm meeting a goal. I actually, I've done some hiking on uh, the Finger Lakes Trail, which is also, it's a part of the North Country Trail. That Finger Lakes Trail is is tough. Yeah. um, The section that I did last year, I only did 18 miles over a weekend, but I was in a lot of pain by... (laughs) Now, what do you mean? The, a lot like a lot of uh, my my legs and my feet were hurting a lot, and I thought it was my gear. I thought it was my shoes, and it was just the trail. Because um, when I got down on the um, you know on the AT, a little bit better maintenance. Um, the AT isn't normal. From no, it's not. No, it's so, not um, <laughs> so I did that weekend by myself last year, and. I was thinking, you know, I was like, after the second day, I'm like, do I really want to do this? I'm in so much pain. But then I realized that this is abnormal. And even if I um, did have to, I know that I'm not dying. It's just the yeah. same pain you get as, you know, when you go out and you do a workout or you go out and you play a, a game of pickup football or something like that. You walk away and you're hurting for a couple of days. So, you know, I well, can, listen, Sean, I cannot even remotely tell you how many times I said, I am never doing that again. I mean, it's just, I can't even count how many times, you know, this is killing me or why do I do this? So that is normal. That's not abnormal. But then it's mm-hmm. that fire inside of you that says, I can do this. I can overcome this. You know, I can define, you know, my gear or my style or how many miles I want to do. And quite honestly, your body is going to tell you what you could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I hope to each day um, try to meet a mileage goal. But what I've found is that because of my height, my stride, I actually knock out miles pretty quick. And so I'm hoping to take that um, to my advantage and get my miles in earlier in the day and maybe get some time later in the afternoon to rest. Because I know that, uh, you know, I want to get to sleep early and I want to wake up early. I'm the type of person that I want to get up in the morning and I want to get going, just drink my coffee and go. Um, so I don't see it being any different on the trail than it is uh, with my normal everyday schedule. So, uh, yeah, the idea that I can uh, knock this out that way, you know, it it makes my my goal of getting to Duncan, which is about 140, what was it? Uh 143.2 miles or something like that is what I'd have to do in 10 days. Um, I think it's doable, but I'm going to have to work to do it. And yeah, I it's get- due in, in some parts of that. And once you get out of the roller coaster and you get into, I mean, there's like fourteen a 14 or 16 mile section right there at the beginning in Pennsylvania. You're walking through farm fields. Mm-hmm. So you'll be, it won't be the elevation um, it'll be the weather or the heat or something that you may have to contend with. But I, I think 14 mile days, especially if you're training, if you start training now, I think that's very doable. Mm-hmm. 
And we were talking um, before the show, do you have a strategy of, do you want to stay near shelters? Do you want to get your water and kind of move on from shelters? What is your thought process on that? Uh, I want to stay near shelters. Um, you know, I, I have no problem sleeping in an area by myself, but there's this, uh, you know, mental thing that happens when there's people around you get to be able to be more comfortable in whatever you're sleeping in. I don't care if you're going to be in a tent or in a hammock. There's a, you know, there's a certain anxiety out there that um, you get to overcome when you have people around. So I probably will try to stay near shelters, but um, if I feel like, you know, I want to move ahead a couple of extra miles and, you know, maybe I, I know that there's a campground or, or someplace where I can uh, easily find a spot to hang my hammock, then then I'll do that. I won't hesitate to do that either. And I think in June, in that area, it would not surprise me, Sean, if you are uh, around through hiker bubbles. Yeah, that was kind of what I was. That was kind of what I was thinking. That was why I wanted to do it in May. Is I thought I might be a little ahead of the bubble, but. Um, there would still be people around, but at the same time, the um, when all that when that bubble hit the Woods Hole Hostel last um, last year, that was insane. That was awesome. I mean, to be <laughs> able to actually talk to hikers that are out on the trail right now and are doing it, and, and you know all these southbound. Yeah. Well, we met we met uh, northbounders actually that were starting. Um, early and we're trying to get to the halfway mark uh, by winter. And so that was, it was really great to sit down with a couple of them and talk to them and just to see their attitude about the whole thing. Um, You would think that they would be disheveled. um, I think there were 40 southbounders that showed up at Woods Hole that night. That's what Sean's talking about. And it was a party. It was, yeah, it was, it was really awesome. And uh, I don't know how many of those people uh, knew what we were doing or even understood, but um, that was like the cherry on top of the whole weekend, um, getting to see them there. They they were really um, a great encouragement to everybody, everyone that was attending, I am sure. Excellent. There is a question in the chat, Sean, and I'm not sure I know this answer. They want to know, the people want to know if you have a trail name. Yes, um, it is Trooper. The reason uh, for that is when I go out on the trail, I did not want to sign my name in the books. Um, I wanted to have a trail name to put in the books. And so um, as I thought through it, I was like, you know, I'm going to have to really work through some things to get to this point. And I'm going to have to be a real trooper to do so. And I know that that's spelled differently. But at the same time, I'm also a musician. I'm a bass player. And, oh, wow. And my favorite bass player is Steve Harris of Iron Maiden. And the song <laughs> that most people know by Iron Maiden is The Trooper. So I was like, okay, that's fitting. So I plan to uh, do that. And uh, even I'm going to even uh, get the ringtone on my phone to wake up in the morning to that every morning uh, <laughs> when I, I get it. up to, uh, to take off. So. That's uh yeah it's just I just thought I'd you know create a whole theme around the whole idea of my trail name and and that was why I came up with that. Listen, you could have brought your base that night at Woods Hole and we would have I mean that would have just added right to it. That is awesome. I love it. If people are uh commenting their look, yeah. you got this sign yeah. in the Horns chat. Up. So there you go. <laughs> Well, Sean, um, I asked you uh, before you came on the show if there were any questions that you wanted to ask me, if there were any final thoughts, and if you got any questions, fire them away. All right. The first one, just for fun. Um, uh-oh, uh-oh. When, you're uh-oh, out uh-oh the, <laughs> when you've been out on the trail, regardless of what trail you've been on, has there ever been a time when you've looked at a water source and you said, I don't want it, but I have to? Yes. And where what was it? <laughs> um well, sadly enough, uh you're going to go right through the area where that roller coaster there is no water. Um 
So right before that area, there, I don't know, I, I, the word dank comes to mind because the elevation is lower. You're coming out of the Shenandoahs. And if it's, depending on what kind of summer it is, sometime around June, the trail could be dry. Um, and I remember vividly in 2015, we were coming out of the Shenandoahs. We were like, oh yeah, we don't need any water. And right before... Um, Front Royal, you come out of the Shenandoahs and right before Front Royal, you are walking along literally like an electric fence. And there were puddles. This this wasn't a water source. And we were dying. I was like, forget that. I literally just stuck my um, uh, Be Free or whatever I was using at the time down in the puddle and drank the water. And you know what? I'm no worse for the wear. So when you're thirsty... <laughs> You'll drink it. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> people are putting it in the chat. Somebody put, yes, in New Jersey. So <laughs> in those middle states on the trip, listen, I've done both things. I have drank, in nasty, or drank nasty water. I have drank water without filtering. I know somebody's going to say something, you know, Jester, whatever, Giardia. I do not want Giardia. I typically filter my water, but when you're thirsty, You'll drink it and you mm-hmm. steal somebody else's water too. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, what else? What else you got, Sean? All right. The second one is about uh, registering your hike. Um, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about how um, how you registered your hike from year to year, and was there an official um, reporting for when you actually completed your hike? Um, I have never registered my hike. So when I started officially counting miles on the Appalachia Trail, that was back in 2006. There was no registration system. There were no hiker tags. And all the way through 2017, still no registration system, no hiker tags. I don't think the hiker tags, somebody in the chat probably knows, um, maybe 2018, 2019. Um, so I personally, the reason I've never talked about it is on the Appalachian trail, I have never registered, um, as a section hiker. Um, but I have registered, um, at the end of my hike, uh, when I finished in Rangeley, Maine, one of my goals was I wanted to go to Harper's Ferry and I wanted to sign the logbook. I wanted to have my picture taken and I did that. So, uh, when I finished, we drove to Harper's Ferry a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. I went, I had did the whole thing, had my picture taken, uh, signed in the logbook, and actually they brought out um uh what do you call fake champagne? It was they had yeah. like we had like a party inside <laughs> um the uh conservancy. So and that okay. was unexpected. And you know what, Sean? That was one of my greatest moments because I sat there for a long time looking through the hiker logs and the hiker pictures. And, you know, looking back through the years um, that I had been out on the trail as a section hiker, meeting through hikers mm-hmm. and looking through to see if I had recognized anybody. So I have never registered a hike. I know they are asking you to now. Um, and one of the things I would say is, Sean, you may want to go on the ATC website, um, because if you go on there now, it is blown up. Um, you know, 50 something people are registering a day to start in Georgia mm-hmm. and calculate that bubble. When are they going to be in that area? But you can automatically knock off about 75% of those people just based on data and numbers for previous years. Mm-hmm. Everybody will be split up. Everybody will be, um, you know, doing various things. And then somebody mentioned in the chat that uh, flip floppers will start in June uh, from Harper's Ferry. So that is also something to take into account. And one thing um, that I might think of uh, for registering my hike is it will give you an itinerary. It will give you, if you go to the ATC and you register your hike, it'll be something that you can print out. You can give to your family. You can give to your wife. Hey, these are the intended shelters that I plan on being at. Uh, so I do think it's not a bad idea. I've just never done it because in the years I was pursuing actively uh, section hiking, it just didn't exist. 
Awesome. So that was a long answer. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was So what are to- you thinking? I mean, are you thinking you're going to register? It's not mandatory that you register. They just want to get a count right. of really trying to figure out where the bubble of hikers are going to be. Right. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to register, but I was thinking, okay, register my first year, register my last year, unless they they say it's something that you have to do, you know, then I'll then I'll have to do it. But other than that, I was thinking, you know, my first It's not year mandatory. Last year, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I don't have a hiker tag. You know, a lot of people, they have their year that they um, finished uh, their hike. Oh, what I do have, I can show you something because I got it out here. I have a prop because um, I'm going to use it in the future. <laughs> um, I um, So I am a lifetime member of the Appalachian Trail Conservancy And it was a big deal for me to finish my hike. It was a big deal to go to Harper's Ferry. But what I did do is make sure that I registered. um, So technically section hikers. So say you finish whatever, 2030, you will be considered part of the class of 2030. So Mm -hmm. when I finished my hike, I was considered part, I am the class of 2017. So when I finally go to uh, trail days and hike in the parade, I will walk with the class of 2017. And one of the things I wanted to do was make sure that my name was in the AT journeys. I don't know if you could see that. Mm Mm-hmm. And what they do in the spring edition is they list all the through hikers and section hikers that finished in that year. And I don't know how this happened. I got lucky. I submitted a picture. And there I am (laughs) finishing uh, with two of my girlfriends in Rangeley, Maine. And I just submitted that and I ended up in the magazine. So this is one of my, uh, this is for all you AT enthusiasts out there. This is the... AT Journeys Spring 2018. So um, this is one of my prized possessions of everything. Mm. Um, if the house starts to burn, I'm grabbing this uh, <laughs> AT Journeys. So I guess that's, I did register my hike when I was finished. Um, and then all that hoopla started after 2017. Mm. Okay. So what else do you have, Sean? This has been awesome. I feel like you and I could go forever. We've almost yeah. gone 50 minutes. Is there wow. anything, yeah, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? Um, because you know what? Uh, when you go in June, you're going to come back in the fall, and we want to hear all about what happened. So is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Um, I think the big thing is going back to Woods Hole Hostel. If you want to do this, I strongly recommend um, going to that event if it's offered again. It's It definitely is going to help you. Um, they're going to help you, you know, critique your pack, help you uh, really decide how do you want to do this? How do you want to proceed? Okay, we critique in a nice way. But a that, fun yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> I need to be open to criticism in my life. Otherwise, I just get offended. No, not that, that way. So, um, yeah, I I really want to encourage people to be a part of that or find another something else that's going to encourage you in what you want to do. Not Don't just listen to people that don't have a clue what you're pursuing because to them it's going to sound like craziness. Awesome. Well, Sean, I'm telling you right now, we're cheering you on. I love you to death. It was awesome spending uh, the weekend with you. And uh, man, I wish you nothing but the best. If you need anything when you get around Duncannon, you got to let me know because I got Wheezy P on speed dial. I'll just give All her right. a call. And uh, if you need help, um, you know, whatever you need, Sean, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, yeah, we're going to follow up with you soon. And you guys, this has been... I don't know. I'm fired up today. I mean, I've been fired up this weekend. And I think the main reason why is because I went for a walk yesterday. I went for a 20 minute walk and I am just ecstatic. I am on my way. Sean is on his way. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for showing up on the live version. For those of you that are listening to the audio version, when this comes out, 
Come on over. Check us out when we go live. It's a lot of fun. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there and happy section hiking. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me Through the wilderness and woods To where the winds are blowing free Through the darkness of the night Heading toward the morning light I wonder if you'd wander with me And I'll spread the word And you beat the drum We'll round up the truth Get the gang to come And we'll leave the streets And these neighborhoods Head over the river And through the woods You're wondering if I go Wandering with you What kind of trouble We'll get ourselves into Would it be wrong to tag along With a band of vagabonds You wonder if I'd wander with you So I'll spread the word And you beat the drum We'll round up the troops And get the gang to come And we'll leave the streets And these neighborhoods Head over the river I'm wondering if you'd come wandering my way If you ever get lost or if the trail leads you astray The music of the pack can always bring you back I wonder, can we wander away? And I'll spread the word and you beat the drum Round up the truth gang to come and we'll leave the streets in these neighborhoods